There's a story inside every smoke shop. With every cigar and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Bovida. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne. I am sitting across from Renil Lorenzo of HVC Cigars. I've landed in Miami and he has graciously hosted me today. Renil, thank you so much for joining me and hosting me and taking me out and seeing uh, Little Havana, taking me to El Titan of Bronze, a great Cuban lunch. We smoked cigars during lunch. It was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me and your show. And you're welcome. Welcome yeah. to Miami. Oh. Welcome to Little Headquarter here in Doral. We dodged an accident that happened right in front of us. <laughs> that was like, we learned how to the horn and get traffic moving. <laughs> and we learned how to avoid cars that were blocking the road. <laughs> that was, I've, actually that was the perfect scenes after launch. Just was, in front of us, like boom. Yeah. This is Miami, okay. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Miami. Slow down, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a different way of driving down here. Definitely a different Yeah, way. I mean, like, I think it's because of the community, right? Mm -hmm. You see a lot of people, like we were talking before, and the car can't stop. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, go, 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 go. Yeah. yeah, when I'm traveling over the states, it's more like calm. People respect more the signs. People don't like really like, pee, 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 you know, like, right. Maybe you, wait a minute. Right, 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 right. <laughs> give me a minute, give me a minute. Oh, I love it. Uh, when I, I used to live in Fargo or Moorhead, Fargo, where in Fargo? You're talking about Fargo, North Dakota. I went to school up there. Wow. And they drive I've been there. slow. Like really slow. Yeah. And I went to school there for four years. So when I would come back to the cities, my mom would be like, you drive too slow. Let me drive. And I'm like, <laughs> that's bad when, the, when your own mother is like telling you you drive too slow. But yeah. Before the pandemic was crazy, the traffic. Right now, like you see more people walking more from home. It's more relaxing driving now here. Absolutely. Speaking of relaxing, Smoking this cigar, actually I was smoking the Cero during lunch. There's nothing better than sitting back, smoking, eating, and you're kind of a food guy. You like to pair food with uh, drinks, obviously with cigars. Is there like a specific pairing that you're going for sometimes when you're... I mean, always we mean like, think about this, like when I'm blending a cigar, it's like to me, like always, I like to cook. Yeah. Right? Like, it's when you're blending, it's like I'm doing a recipe. Mm -hmm. Let me see what I came out here. Because remember, the, the, the most important thing in a cigar to me is flavor. Just bring me something with flavor. Yeah, you've said you like flavor over strength. Completely, yeah, 100%. You favor the flavor more than anything else. That's, that's. Probably you ask me right now, what you really about cigars? Like, what really? Yeah. In, what's your? What's statement? my? It's, it's flavor. I love it's that. flavor in cigars. Like, if you see my portfolio, I don't have anything really mayo mayo. At the same time, I don't have anything really full full body. I see my palace bell and medium medium full body. Right. So when you see HVC portfolio right now, we have ten regular lines with different wrappers. Each of one have a distinct flavor as a cigar themselves, 
But when you see the whole portfolio as a HVC, you need sweetness. They always looking for that. And before you say, hey, let's smoke a cigar, I say, well, you say, bring whatever you like. And I say, right now we're smoking the 500, right. the 52, the Tesoros. After a great launch, this is a cigar to me that I can smoke any time of the day. Okay. Why? Because it's not heavy, nice, medium, creamy, smooth, well balanced. Like you say, like in the beginning, probably can be a little spicy on, and then it mellows down. You got melasses, you got sweetness. So that's always, I, I, I compare like, like Cuban flavor cigars, right? Right. Like to me, Cuba, when, when they are right, when you have a really good Cuban cigars, there's nothing that you compare with. So now in Nicaragua, we are HVC, we want to replicate that. We want to have that nice, that I can give you a cigar to somebody, no matter why it's a cigar smoker or not, and be able to light it up and enjoy it. Right. That's, that's the point, right? I want to give you something like, enjoy it. I want to share that. with you this art that right. we're creating just to enjoy it. That's, to me, that's, that's it. What's so interesting, though, is that you did not smoke cigars until your 20s. Yes. You worked as, basically, you, you were in medical school in Cuba. Correct. You got out of Cuba. You went to Wisconsin to work in, basically, what you call genetics for... Yes. Animals. Basically, animals. Yes. And they were genetically modified, well, not modifying. They were genetically piecing together to make sure they get a female mm -hmm. for cows to yes. milk. Correct. So you're working in a lab. Correct. Putting everything together. <laughs> That's quite weird. Every time I told people, yeah, I was living in Wisconsin, like, what do you mean in Wisconsin? Yeah, I was living there for seven years. Right after I left Cuba in 2008, I moved to Wisconsin, and I was there from 2008 to 2015. So, yeah, I know Wisconsin quite well. Yeah. So, <laughs> and now people say, cigars, what, <laughs> what are you right. doing? <laughs> so, cigars, medical school, genetics, yeah, that, that worked. I mean, like, really win with cigars. When I left Cuba, my family was working for Aganol Salif for almost 20 years. Right. So in 2009, the owner of Aganol invited me to go to Nicaragua and show me everything they have down there. And that's really when I fell in love with the process. What yeah. was your home life like in Cuba, though? Did you grow up on a farm? Did you grow up in a city? Did you? Actually, I born in Camaway. Camaway is a state like here you compare to Texas. Yep. So it's a cattle state. Right? Cattle state. Yeah, cattle okay. state. It's called Camaway. It's more to the east, right? Okay. So I grew up in Havana. So all my vacation always. So my family from my dad's size, they are farmers. Okay. So all my vacation always, I want to go to the farm and I want to work on the farm. That was basically me growing up in my vacation time down there in Cuba. So that's kind of why you were drawn towards like the animal medical side of it. Yeah, because oh, you kind of already knew. Because before I went to medical school for one year in Havana, I did veterinarian first, then niche and veterinarian for four years before that. And then I switched to medical school. Do they have cowboys uh, in Cuba? Oh yeah. Yeah? Big time. You don't look like a cowboy though. <laughs> <laughs> Always, you know the funny part is Those like, are interesting boots you got on there. <laughs> Always people like, I know quite a few uh, about animals and people when, you know, when I'm talking to people they really know, they say, oh, what do you know? Well, like, 
yeah, I grew up with that. Right. I don't look like no, that. No, you don't. Believe me, I grew up with that. Like, Do I you have wear... a big belt buckle and boots at home? <laughs> Did you wear that in Wisconsin? No. Did you no? Never. No boots. I, I, Did you probably... dress like this in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah, you're way out of your way out of your league, buddy. <laughs> this guy belongs in a city. I I, I always love big cities. When oh, you went to the, the, the farm in Cuba, did you feel like a city kid getting out of the city and going to the farm? Actually, for me, it was like, it was my best time ever growing up there. I mean, like I say, my vacation time, right. that was really my time to really relax. And I love that. And I love that. Did you yeah. help them like with the cattle? Oh, that, that was really working there. Like you were milking, working. milking the cows, get the horses. I mean, you're talking about quite a big farm, like yeah, almost 2,000 acres. Wow. And you had to keep track of all the cattle. Yeah, cattle, horses, pigs, yeah. Feed them, water them. Yeah. Ride out on horses. Like yeah. Go. Mm -hmm. You're go talking about around 200 horses. Wow. Yeah. Thousand cows. So yeah, country boy. Cuba, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Don't, yeah, don't let the looks deceive you. He can get that out was, a horse. That was great. And actually, the funny part, my cousins and my uncles there, they were a cigar smokers there. They were? Yeah, they were a cigar smokers. Like, but they, they buy these cheap bundles of cigars in Cuba. Back then, for a dollar, they give you 20 or 25 cigars in the bodegas. Sure. And I remember then, like, they walking in the farm and having a cigar and smoke there, yeah. But it wasn't like what we're smoking right now. It's just more like, hey, this is some tobacco that you can just enjoy like while probably, you're working. You can talk it like, you can say probably like that for Cuban, like cheap and tobacco they roll just for the locals there. Right. They call in a bodega, right? Like a little market. Yep. They sell that. Imagine for a dollar, you get 20 cigars. Like That's great. one pesos, Cuban pesos. Right. You get a bundle cigar. Yeah. Okay. How? And life is crazy. I don't know how it would be right now in the cigar business. Look how many years back now. Like, right. <laughs> you couldn't foresee this coming? No. No. Not at all. Just kind of happened. No, just kind of happened. Yeah, not at all. So how, so the switch, okay, you get to Wisconsin, you're doing your thing. At what point when you're in Wisconsin, do you get introduced to, hey, maybe I should do my cigar thing? Because you have a direct tie with Eganorsa. Correct. And he invites you to Nicaragua to check out the cattle. Check out, see all the farms they got down there. Yeah. That's the first thing when I get there in 2009, we saw that. And then we went to see the tobacco fields. Yep. And he showed me everything they have there in Esteli and Jalapa. And I was, yeah, I was 24 by then. Okay. And 26, that's when I started the business. So they start like, and I, I never was really afraid to smoke. Every time here, even before I went to Nicaragua and Aganosa's Waterhouse, they passed me a cigar. Yep. And I never was like, no, no, I don't want that. Like, yeah, you, let me try. you enjoyed it. Yeah, like, let me try. Let me see what, what is about it. And, and everything started right there. In 2011, I said, well, this is what I want to do. And it was little by little, little by little, because usually all my first account was there in Midwest. I was doing HVC in the beginning for me was a part-time job. Right. I still working in my full-time job and my free time, I just driving around Midwest, try to open accounts there. And then in 2015, I say we were growing, growing, and I say, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to move 
full time in the cigar business, and we now are doing it for seven years so far. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Never thought that you would do it. Did you think like right away when you were kind of making a few cigars, you thought, well, if this doesn't pan out, no big deal? I mean, like, usually to be honest, I was never thinking about that. What were you oh, thinking about? Oh, it was like, hey, this is what we want to do and you got to work hard and you got to get out there and learn. As you know, I, I am a guy like always when I am in a cigar shop and I mean, you can see how well my Wisconsin English it is. People impeccable. were like, impeccable, right? That's perfect. <laughs> Just like my Spanish. <laughs> and people were like, oh, you Cuban. Oh, you wasn't a cigar business. You fought. I said, no, that's, that was not me. I, I was not really in cigar business back then. No, but if you got so, cattle, I can help you out. <laughs> <laughs> I am the guy that, that was the opportunity to come and start learning about it. And hey, 10 years. And every time I go down there in Nicaragua, just learning and learning and learning. But that's how that's, all of us start probably smoking cigars. We learn. Like we course, pick like, up yeah, a cigar, yeah. we learn about it. Yeah, we like that. Great. Move on. You know, and that's probably where it ends for consumers, right? You know, you, you like this, you like that. You might dabble with trying to roll your own, but you don't have really good tobacco to roll your own that tastes great. But ultimately, you kind of learn. But ultimately, you had this kind of inside track with Aganorsa family friends, your family worked for them, and they kind of took you and said, yeah, we can do something. I mean, if that was a, when you see the whole picture, I was really lucky. Were they looking yeah. to you to expand, to get more of their product out on the market, or was it just kind of organically happen? They re really weren't thinking about it? That's probably, I see now, that's probably really organically, like they always went with me like, hey, I give you a free light, you can, down, you can do whatever you want here with the tobacco. And start like that because if you think I was really lucky because Aganosa they are so big and the tobacco growing, like I have a lot of stuff to play with and learn from them. Right. Right. You're talking about guys with really a lot of experience with tobacco, 50 years, 40 years. Right. Just in the tobacco business. So when you and go down there, are they helping like teach you the fundamentals? Always, uh, and uh, no, always me like was like learning from them, see right. them talking, how they do things. And I am the guy that really like entrepreneur in that. Like always I wanna like always I wanna learn. Right? Always I wanna well, what's next? What is not working, what is working? And and I think it's a gift because this is something that I think nobody can teach you about right. that is your palate. Every person has a different palate in the world. Right. And I think I am blessed to believe in my palate and, and I think I have a really good palate when I pick my cigars. Because right. I've been in a lot of cigar shops and people say, hey, I, I, I really love what you do. I'm really loving what you're putting out there. And, and that's something to me, that's the lottery. That's the jump path for me. When I'm creating something, when i share something with people, that's, that's it. Right. I did something because in that, I think I would be completely wrong if I'm making cigars for everybody out there, right? I don't blame for people. I right. blame for myself. So this is what I like and this is what I'm going to share. To me, it's the same as a restaurant. This is my restaurant. This is what I created here. This is my ingredients. This is how I put together. If you like it, you like it. If not, hey, you're good too. So. But how intimidating is it, especially like if I put myself in your shoes, 
I get this opportunity to go learn. And I think what it takes is to ask that question, like, why? You know, you're probably asking those guys that have 40 years, like, why this? Why that? And you're starting to piece it together. So you're getting the fundamentals. But there's still this, like, intimidation factor of, like, were you getting validated by them? Like, yeah, this is a good blend. Because it would take that for me. Because I don't, I mean, I don't know if I have a good palate. So I kind of would get to the point where I'd be like, oh, I really like this. But if they were like, nah, this is not good, I'd be like, I'm probably not the right guy to launch my own cigar brand. So were you getting validation from them? I mean, like, always I was like, when I was creating something, I think you got to believe in yourself. Absolutely. You got to you believe in that 100%. Because when you start hitting for people, yeah, maybe it's not for him, maybe not for him, but that works for you. Right? So that's, that's, that's the point there. I remember when I came out with HBC first selection, Broadleaf. I am the only one that making Broadleaf with Aganorsa tobacco from their factory. Aganorsa never wrapped cigars with Broadleaf. Yes, never. You were the first. Yeah, and I have to buy the Broadleaf myself because they don't grow Broadleaf, they don't have Broadleaf. Yeah, so you had to buy it from somebody else. Somebody else and put it together. So how did that work with the people that you're looking to to help you blend? And they're like, well, we've never blended with this before. Yeah, but it's like, like you know the process how to blend it. All you gotta do is put them together, like put a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Maybe, they know the fundamentals. May, maybe this beast was not working. Maybe this sec was not working with this blend right now. I don't get in the flavor they're looking for in this blend. Okay. You gotta try and try and try and then you come out with. And I remember that Senior Ramo used to say, when you have good ingredients, really yeah. good ingredients, and you're making a tobacco, it has to come out good. Yeah. With bad tobacco, hey, it's difficult. Yeah, bad cigar is a bad cigar. It's the same with food. If you got cheaty food, probably you would right. not feel good yeah. at it. Right? <laughs> but I would still feel intimidated. So what, like along the journey, how did you get validation that you're on the right path? You're doing the right thing. You're making a cigar that, yes, you're blending for yourself, but you know other people are going to gravitate to it. Or did the, did the validation come from the consumers? I think at the end of the day, it's about the consumer and people that try HVC so far in the last 10 years. To me, like I said before to you, that to me, that's the lottery winner. That's the hijab ticket. Mm -hmm. Why when they came to me in a shop and I say, I love what you're doing out there. I love this blend. I love that blend. That's, that's the best reward I can get. Absolutely. That's the best. What about as far as like, typically I would latch on to like a mentor through this process. Like somebody that's helping me, learning, you know, teaching me, I'm learning from them and getting their validation. Did you have that at Aganorsa? Did you have I mean, somebody? I always like, when you look at all the Aganorsa team have, you're talking about Arsenio Ramos. Jacinto, Eduardo Fernandez, always been a great mentor, not only in the tobacco side and the business. Sure. Why too? So always you want to learn from that people. They're always, like the godfathers. Always, always, like, always it's, it's like you got to listen in life. If you want to learn, you got to listen. Don't think you, because I mean like, like you say, every time I go down there, I learn something new. Right. And if you see me on Facebook or on Instagram, when I go into, I, I, I am in the factory, I am in the fields, I am learning. Every time I am learning, I am learning. Because you can never stop. Right. Right, you can never stop learning because like, in the end of the day is I want to create 
not perfect because I think in life nothing is perfect, but you want to be most close right. to something that you want to share that people will love it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and a cigar is something like that. Remember, it's completely made by hands. Yeah. And it's a lot of touching parts, right? right? That everybody has to be on the same page from the time they start preparing the soil to the time we're smoking right now. Right. Right? To get the ultimate flavor that we're looking for. Right. That's 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 all the part when when you're thinking about premium cigars, like you see the whole process, you say, Wow, what a taste to make yeah. just one cigar. Right. All the process involving and that, right? It's unbelievable. And the other part is, is the flavors. How you can combine different farms, different types of seed, different wrappers, right? Because that's the other really important part. Because yeah. it's impossible really to make a cigar from only one farm. It's really hard? Oh, yeah. Super hard. To me, that probably would be like, quite really impossible to do that. I mean, you can do it, right. but to get a really good cigar out just on one farm? Hard. Yeah, because you get the same thing, right? right. You get the same leaf, you get the same seeds. So how can you combine the flavors from all the types of seeds, all the leaf, right? It's like, okay, you like garlic? Well, all you eat is garlic, right? All you were getting is garlic. Right. Or you got a fish, and then you eat it, but yeah, just why maybe you put a little salt, maybe a little pepper, maybe some spices, and when you eat it, you say, wow, this is what I was looking for, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, and that cigar, makes sense. And cigar is quite the same thing. And I learned from John Oliva from Oliva Tobacco Company that the same seed planted in different areas, the soil affects the flavor that's coming into that plant. So you yes. have the same seed yeah. planted like 40 meters away, and it's like totally different. It's like peppery over here and, and sweet over here. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna have some similar characteristics, Always but I, total different soil complex totally makes a difference. Probably like the most important thing is the soil. And let me explain why. The soil is the one that brings the flavor. Mm -hmm. When you ferment the tobacco, fermentation is just to burn. That's another really important part and the process, but the flavor is already there. Right. And the soil and the plant. And you're just bringing it out of the tobacco. Exactly, you have just fermented the tobacco right, go through all the process, not rushing, and then to get all the sugars level up, and that's the flavor that you're looking for. He's right when he say that. You can have the same seed just right here, and the next farm you got, and when it's completely different. Right. Because the soil from here to here is completely different. <coughs> it's unbelievable, right? And that's kind of like what you're talking about with blending. It's very hard to blend then from one farm because that's only one type of soil that you're working with. So really what you're looking for is different types of soil, different types of effects, different type of minerals that are going into that plant to give it the characteristic that you want. I, mean, I always say like when I'm looking for a cigar, I'm looking for flavor, balance, construction, and clean finish. The clean finish is a thing that really to me it's really important. Why? Because when you puff in and you puff out, I don't want to have like a bad taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? I want to have that refreshing, clean Now that cigar. you say that, see, I'm really bad at that probably because I just, 
I like the flavor. I like the uh, the after flavor on my palate of tobacco and, and cigars. But there is a huge difference between the cigars that I've smoked today that are yours and possibly other cigars that I've smoked. Like I've smoked a cigar before. And you know how we said we don't like that cigarette tobacco smell and flavor? I've actually smelt that kind of like in my beard, it's been on my palate and it totally ruins it for me. So for me, these cigars, they, they, they're on my palate, but like you said, it's very clean. It's very like sweet or uh, leathery or creamy or molasses, you say. Um, that to me is a staple of a really good cigar. Like but I don't have ashtray mouth. Like it's, it's subtle, but always when I'm blending, when I'm, when I'm tasting leaf by leaf and tobacco, I really pay attention to that. The clean finish, that's, that's probably the best way I can describe it. That's that to me. When I smoke a cigar, I don't have like, I mean, I don't know if they have the right word to say, but I don't have, I don't want to have, I don't want to feel that weird taste in my mouth after that, right? right. That you have to give me a Coke or give me a water or give me something yeah, chewy. Yeah, let me refresh my chat, Let me get this out of my mouth because I can handle it right now. Yeah, so you don't have what, that with this. I, it's like, yeah, I'm really picky about it. That's that. like a good distinction. Like I kind of just had an aha moment of like judging a cigar necessarily for me, it's very difficult to judge flavors. Because I don't always, like, I'm not picking up on all the unique flavors that some of these people pick up on. But I do know, like, when somebody says, did you like that cigar? It's like, I'll give it a thumbs up if it basically fits that criteria of, like, I enjoyed it all the way through. And even my palate afterwards was really good. Like, the mouth feel was really good. And I didn't feel like I had to get rid of that flavor. That's a good way. Yeah, that's I always, when I try to explain to people what really I'm looking for cigar, that's my four things when I'm looking really in a cigar. That's interesting. I like that. I think in my head now, that's like HVC to me. HVC, I can kind of picture it as like clean, uh, balanced, and like even today, like, just, I, I didn't feel like, wow, I burned my palate. I gotta take a break. I just wanted to smoke another one. Yeah, like when we were smoking the Cerro at lunch, I didn't want to put it down. Like I literally leaned over to Matt and I was like, I want to eat this cigar. It's that <laughs> good right now. But the other part is like, you need how to pick the good materials. Right. right? When you are down there, you were smoking the bells and maybe it's a bell, it doesn't work for you, but maybe the bell works for somebody else. Right. Right? So it's like, I like this, put this in this way, or I don't like this bell, this is not gonna work for me. Even at the same time, it's quite weird, like even you have really good tobacco on it and you put together and you say, well, this thing is not clicking right now. I mean, the way you put the materials on, right? Right. Probably you need to put a little more of the viso or less seco, or maybe take out the ligero to see how that works. You know, it, yeah. it's like playing in the kitchen. Yeah, right? I love it. Yeah. You're doing good. I love it. It's phenomenal. Let's get into a little bit of 
we were talking a little bit about your time in the car in Wisconsin. And you're in your 20s, 23, mid-20s. The only thing I don't like much is was a little cold for me. A little cold, <laughs> just a little. It's cold, yeah, that's right. As a Cuban, that's that cold. Was, yeah, that's a little cold Invest for in me. a good coat. Right? It doesn't matter. And take take the slippers and change them out for boots. Like that thermal was, boots. Yeah, it was a little cold. I remember when I get there in the beginning. It's beautiful, a lot of snow. This is after a month. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. We have next five months yeah. to keep going or to keep going. Yeah. The honeymoon is over after a month with the snow. Yeah, that's pretty. All right, I'm done. And I, I remember it. I was living right there in downtown, and you have to chill after a big storm or whatever the snow, you have to clean the sidewalk. Oh, okay. my God. You're just like, why am I doing this? Here, from Cuba, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> shoveling snow, shoveling let's snow. Go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Did you have a nickname at all? Really, they call me there back then. A lot of people know me for Francesco. Francesco. I got a nickname, my buddies in Cuba, they say, you look like Italian guy. Oh, so you, would you play that towards yeah, women? Like, yeah, I'm no, the Italian no. guy? In my neighborhood in Havana, people used to call me Piti. Piti? Piti. Piti. P-I-T-I. Exactly. In, in, in Spanish, you say Piti. What is it? Does it mean? Piti. It, it was like a little cartoon. It's a Back cartoon? In, yes, a cartoon in Cuba. And all my buddies, actually, you come to my neighborhood and you say, I'm looking for Rainier. And I, we don't, who is that? We don't know Rainier. And Pity, oh yeah, Pity, oh yeah, he lived right there, yeah, he lived, yeah. Oh, really, my buddies, my buddies in my neighborhood, all the people in my neighborhood, they call me a Pity. 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 Pity, yeah, Pity. I'm saying it correct, I know I am. Pity. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Pity. your English, it's, it's impeccable. It's impeccable. <laughs> so, Pity. Pity, that, that was quite funny. Like, yeah, I'm looking for Rainier, no. Lorenzo. No, we don't. So, have you, like, been somewhere where somebody says, Pity, and you're like, what? Yeah. Really? But always when somebody calls me that, I know right away that somebody that... Knows you. Knows me, but I'm back from then in Cuba. Right? Like, that going to be somebody from my neighborhood. No, I love that, though, yeah. because we all have that. Like, if somebody says, Robbie, I'm like... You know me from when I was this tall. Yeah, yeah. And you said, too, like, we kind of have a similar story. Like, your dad passed when you were three. Yeah. My dad passed when I was six. Did your mom ever get remarried? Yeah. Okay, so, but your family kept telling you the stories of, like, wow, you're acting a lot like your dad. Yeah, like, it was, I mean, we were talking about that. That's every time I play dominoes on acting, somebody say, like, from the family, hey, you look loud like you dad doing that because he passed away really young. He was 33 and I was three years old. 33? Yes. And I was three years old and really I never knew him. Right. And my mom moved to another town and every year that I was talking before my vacation was there and my dad's size in the farm. Oh, so you still obviously went to your dad's side was the farm. So you yeah, still exactly. had a really great relationship yeah, really with your dad's great side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, lots he of passed stories away, like that. A lot of stories that and people were doing you were like just your dad. Did they say you look like your dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as you get older, yeah, you, get older game, uh, you can see the boys either. Yeah. yeah. The boys, yeah, you talk like your dad. Do you have siblings? I got one sister and one brother. Okay. Yeah. Are they older or younger than you? Older. They're older than, yeah, than you? Yeah, way older. Way older? Yeah. Like how much? 
40 years apart. Are they your dad's kids or? Different dads. Yeah. Different dads. Yeah. So you're the only child of your dad's yeah. side because he was so young. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's quite funny to me. Like even like you say, like people see actually playing domino. I'm really loud when I play domino. You know, like you want, like, hey, you got to do this. This is what you, I'm going for you, you right now. You got an attitude when you slap that You got it like that. People say to me, like, Lorenzo, you look like you're that right yeah. now playing domino. I see you playing domino right now, and I see you that playing domino. That's like, wow. That's so cool. That's, yeah, it's crazy because, like, you always look to somebody, right? Like, when you're learning, like, um, I never had the opportunity. Did your did your stepfather or would you call him your stepfather? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was was he a good role model for you? Oh, great! He was yeah. great. Yeah, great good model for me. Actually, he passed away almost ten years ago now. But okay. he was great. Yeah. Sorry about that. But he was there as like a male role model. Oh for you? yeah. 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 Were there other male role models in your life that taught you kind of? I don't know. The coming no, up, like, because growing we, up we, without we, a dad We, we are really, but we are really, my mom always has been really strong. Right. And we, like I say, my sister and my brother, they always been there too. Like, we are really family people. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what's going on, we always family. When did you meet your yeah, wife? Yeah, I met my wife seven years ago. Seven years ago? Yeah. Where, where, where did you guys meet? In a nightclub. In a nightclub? Yeah, here in Miami, yeah. And you were Francisco? I was hanging out. <laughs> with my friends and she was hanging out with her friends and like just it was like i saw her and we click right there and i introduced Did she myself feel the same way and yeah it was like perfect like she was talking there with another friend and i was here on the other side of the bar and i was like hello did you really raise your hand like that in a way yeah and i was like yeah hello yeah, she was looking at me and I was, yeah, hello, yeah, I go there, yeah. And then I start dancing with her and that's how we met. So dancing, you like to dance? Yeah. So, I grew up dancing, so yeah, yeah, I like dancing too. <laughs> I mean, it's a good way to get the ladies. And Cuba, it, it, it's a natural thing and you really like right. music. I love music and I love dancing. It, it, it's really great. So you so wooed her you with got, your mood. Like, let's go, come on, let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So oh. she got wood. And I said, yeah, let's, let's go to dance. And like, yeah, I was teaching her a little bit, making some moves, yeah. <laughs> and she's Cuban too, right? She's Cuban too, but she, she came when she was 10. Okay. So basically she grew up here. Okay. And now we have a little baby, Luciano. He's big. Yeah, he's quite he's a big boy. Big. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that changed your life, incredible. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, like, wow, like, wow, that's amazing. We were talking about like, you definitely, like, you love your family, you love your siblings, you love your mom, you love your parents, you love your wife, but this, this other love comes into your life once you have a kid. It's, a, it's so unique. I can't explain it. I have no idea how exactly. to put it into words. But now when my mom said, like, I would do anything for you, I get it. You get it, right? I get it's it. like it's like the same scene right now. Like, oh my gosh! Every time I got home, and like I thought my wife, like, where's Luciano? Where is Luciano? He started laughing, and like, yeah, oh my god, that melts my heart. I know. That's like wow. 
Is he uh, like walking yet or to you not yet? Not yet, not yet. But he's like, Just he's wait. crumbling. Like he want to grab with you. He does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my daughter walks now and I'll say, give dad a hug. And she'll come in and she won't give me a hug. What she'll do is I'll kneel down and she'll come in and turn around and let me hug her. <laughs> and that, it just melts my heart. You're just like, oh, I love you so much. I can't explain it. It's unbelievable. We were talking about like leaving the hospital and driving so slow that you're Stop. like, yeah. Don't be close Don't to be me close. right now, okay? <laughs> it's so unbelievable. Yeah. I'm so happy for you to I have I want to have more. I want to have like three or four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's such At a... At least another one. We still are really a small family business operation, right? We, I mean, you saw today my mom walking down there in the warehouse. Yep. My sister here in the office. And when I look back when we started and like where we are today, and always it's like, I cannot stop. It's a scene that you got to keep going. I mean, we are not talking about cigars right now. Let's talk about the whole scenes. When you are really doing something in your life, if you really into it and you love it, like the way I do cigars right now, it's like, hey, you got to get out there and just do it. Just work hard and be focused and great things can happen. I mean, it's like, remember we were talking before, like, failing right do you fail like yeah I, I i never as the guy like if i am wrong i can say to you easily hey i'm wrong it was right. more, it was my fault right but we're going to figure out i'm going to fix it and let's keep going but you cannot stop right because if you are a person that you are afraid to do things you cannot get to the next level you cannot right. get to the next step in your life because you are afraid to fail or you are afraid to what people will say or what people will think. Don't right. worry about that. Right. Never. Right. You have to keep going. Focus and your things keep going and keep going. And remember when I was talking to you about my first cigar, the HBC first selection? Yep. That cigar never really took off. And the cigar was really, really good. And I have actually people ask me for about that cigar. But that blend's no longer made. No, we just continue that. It never Why? worked for us. It never worked. It, it never, never took off. So just you have to keep going. You have to keep going. Yeah, because you could have... Right? Was that like a moment where you could have said, this is not working out? No, I mean, as, as a business standpoint, you see this is not working. Right? Just you got to put it down. You have to keep going. You have to keep going. So that's the process when you learn. And I can say to you right now, hey, if something's not working, I'm going to change it. It's simple as that. So at but it least, takes that. It takes that humble uh, integrity to say, I got to change this or I got to pivot. Like you're learning from your mistake. You're assessing it, but you're not letting it derail you. You're letting no, it guide it, you into like, a new direction. It is because I think it would be for every person so really easy you don't have to weigh energy on that anymore. Right. Right? So don't focus your energy on that. That's past. You have to keep going. Right? Right. And for the business standpoint, in general, and whatever you're doing out there, that's, that's the best thing. Running your own business, 
learning how to do business is really learned on the job, kind of. You know, you learn as you go, you make mistakes, you... But at the same time, probably the best thing is like, you have to do it. Yeah. If you don't do it, you will know. You will not know how to do it because you never try it, right? Right. So just, yeah, that's the best thing I can say. You're going to out there, the more you practice things, the more master you will become. What made you though, I mean, because obviously you had a good paying job with being in that lab role, working with the genetics of, of cows. That's, there's some security there, right? Some financial security, healthcare, whatever it might be that a company might provide you. What made you say, I'm gonna give up all this security to go out on my own? Really like, first, I really fell in love with the process of premium cigars. Mm -hmm. that, that was my first thing, really loving that. And the other part I think is always with me, the entrepreneurial part. Like, always I want to do more, right? Always I want to create something more than doing that. Okay. So that was a big, when I say, yeah, this is what I want to do and let's do it. You got to take that, like, and you cannot think or you cannot blink, like, too much thinking. Because I think if you're thinking too much, probably you say, you know what, I'm not going to do it. That mindset, because you, obviously that comes in. Exactly, but I, I, I think I am the guy to have that. Really? Yeah. yeah like it's right. part of your personality. I think, you think yeah, yeah. You exactly, can overcome yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's like right now. Yeah, I am the guy. The yeah, let's let's go there. Let's let, let's figure it out. You like let's the challenge? See. Yeah, I love the challenge. I love the challenge. Let's go there. Let's figure it out. Let's is let's that, see what's going on there. Is that part of like what your dad kind of was, or was that your probably, mom? Probably that, it's, it's a family thing. Family thing? Yeah, we are never afraid. Really? Yeah, we're never afraid of sins. Like, you gotta go there did and you, you gotta do sins. Like, did you start HVC before you met your wife? Yes. Okay. I started HVC in 2011. Was that easier to do, to say like, I'm only having to worry about myself, so I'm able to take a leap here and, and, and transition into cigars without having to worry about a family to take care of and all that? It was like the thing, like, yeah, the business was growing. And I was like, yeah, I can do this full time now. I can. Was there provide. like a number that made that made sense? Like you're like, okay, I'm, I'm selling this much so I can financially go this route or? I always I have really big support from my family in general okay. about everything. Like really financially, I was not looking at that things much. I mean, always I was looking like how to make things work. It was the thing for me, like, I want to create something, I want to work on something, and I want to put it out there. So it right? wasn't because a financial thing? Yeah, like... You didn't I'm look at it and right say, now, hey, I like, hit a yeah, number, I can it, do this. Exactly, like, it never was that thing, yeah. What was it then? Never, yeah. It, it was, was... Probably for me, it's more the passion and love. Because That's I mean, a lot of guts. I mean, like, when I left Cuba, I left with nothing, right? Nothing. I'm talking about my cloth. Simple as that. I don't have any money. I mean, literally, like nothing. So luckily you had family here, exactly. though, that so, took you in. And I started working and saving money a little bit to start my own brand. That's basically really, but 
I am kind of guy if I love something and I want to do it, just you got to do it, right? It's yeah. not like that. Because if you think really about the money, like, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the money. Money will come. It's not about the money. It's about what you really want to share. It's really about what you want to do. Because think about, like, right now you told me, Lorenzo, I will give you this 200,000, half million, whatever, one million to do something. Probably you would say, well, that's a business plan, a strategy. Like, I love the process. Let me focus on my process. Let me focus and create something really good, really that I want to share, really that I'm learning that, right? Like money, money really never been a thing. Yeah, that, because, no, really no, because I, I came from nothing. You know what I mean? I came from nothing. Like, why I have to think about money? That's amazing. Family and that is a big role yeah. in that, big time. So it's more or less the family and the guidance that you're getting and the process of making something that exactly like, yeah, inspired like, you yeah. to keep going. Yeah, I love this. I love blending. I love sharing with people what we do. So, yeah, not really, no. And we are not really the big company. No. Like you can go and look at the big picture like, yeah, we need this amount of money. Like, no, we, we are a small oriented family business, like the way we do things. You're not a numbers guy, which is great. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Are you no, a numbers like, guy? Like, like, always, of course, as a business, you look the numbers. Right, that's, right. That's, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. but when you look the process, it's like, I'm not thinking like, well, I need a million dollars to do this thing. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's never been like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Probably looks weird when you look at the big picture, right? Say, no, this is try to put things together to create something. And, I, and I probably is, I have a lot of passion and a lot of love for what we're doing. And Which is I left, so I interesting. Left, I left the family probably worrying more about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My sister, she's the one that's really good with numbers. Oh, good. Yeah, she's so the somebody one. on the somebody, team is yeah. watching. She's the one who's really good with that. So. <laughs> How are we doing on the spreadsheet? Great. I'm going to go create something. Hey, you need that. It's a good partnership. That's like my wife. I'm yeah. like, uh, can we spend some money? She's like, mm, only $50. I'm like, okay, it's good enough for me. I'm going to go spend some money. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's awesome. That's so helpful because there's, you know, obviously people out here that are trying to do whatever it is in their life and any insight that you can give them to help them get kind of over that hurdle is... Probably my best advice, just never give up. Never, I hear that never a lot. Never give up because that's like, no many how times you fail, you will learn from that. And probably you will learn more from your mistake than for a thing that you did, right? So if you never give up and whatever thing in your life, it's a big chance that whatever you're doing, you will be successful at. Right. It worked that. So then, other than the first cigar, was there like some really key mistakes that you made that you were like, I'm really glad I made that mistake because now I can avoid that. Do you know I how know. many cigar shops I've been? That was like 
way back when really nobody heard about right. HVC. Who the heck is HVC and you're exactly coming in? Like who are, I, I don't and know. And you come in. I don't have any idea first what are you talking about, right? You English, and you so <laughs> fast right now, it's slowed down. And who is HVC? A lot of people say no to me. A lot of no's. Yeah, a lot of no's. And, and I remember my family say like, remember you got the no on your face, right? When you work in a cigar shop, remember you got the no, right? They will say no to you. All you gotta do is keep going. With that same customer or just in general? Even the same customer. All you gotta do is keep going. They gotta know who you are. So when they you get gotta to try the cigar. What do you do next? I say thank you. Hey, hey, it was a pleasure to meet you and I will see you in a month. Okay. The next month I show up again. Okay. No. Hey, thank you for your time. It was great to see you again. I will see you next month. Yeah. So, next month? No? Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for your support. <laughs> I really appreciate it. We're going to do this and we're going to have an event and I want to support you because I love what you're doing. You've been here three times already. And I love your cigars, but nobody really knows your cigars. Imagine that me driving in Midwest yeah. doing that. That's, That's why I say the hey, hard part. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep going, keep going, keep so going. So when you hear the no, you don't hear defeat. You hear no. thank you, appreciate you, I'll yeah. see you in a month. <laughs> Some people would call that insanity. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, like, when I'm thinking back, it's like, yeah, that's, that's how it is. I mean, think about, like, if you are a retailer and you came to a cigar shop, and I remember back then with my first show, it was a lot of new guys. Remember the PCA, they put you all the new guys in the same yeah. area? Yeah. I don't see a lot of those anymore. New guys? Yeah. I mean, they're the one that will start with me. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the yep. one that will start with the me. The ones that started with it's you, they're kind of, they're gone. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, because sometimes people think it's really easy in life, like, to go through things. Right? You know what I mean? They say, oh, I want to get in the business. Let me jump in. I got this. And I, no, it's not like that. It's, you had a love. It's a passion. Right? It's a passion. It's not like. We are not talking about here like you're going to get here because you got the money and you're going to invest and you're going to Nicaragua and you say to somebody, hey, make me a hundred thousand cigars. And no, it's not like that. It's something inside you that you got to love it really to keep going to do that. You can say a thousand times no to me right now and I will say, hey, thank you. Don't worry. Oh, we will get there. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay? I'll see you in a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's life. I love it. That's life. Wow. That's life. Good life lesson. Yeah. It is like, yeah. I mean, like I say, if I am here today, do you imagine when I, when I was back in Cuba, if you told me like 12 or 15 years ago, hey, you will have a cigar company, you will go traveling all around the States, and you're going to sign boxes, and I was like, you're lying to me right now. <laughs> I said, hell no. No, I'm, hell I'm no. dealing with cows, man. You know? <laughs> Hey, no. I got my boots on. So, that's why I'm loving this too much because it's the process. It's like something that I really love to do it. Right. 
Yeah. You said you don't like to be in the office. You like to be in the shops. Yeah. You like to be out uh, in front of clients. I'm not really like, I come here in the morning and I do my things. I look my emails and I'm gone. Where do you go? I'm gone. I'm going to see clients. If not, I got to traveling with reps out there. Yeah. I'm not really a lot of time, not in the office. No. The best advice is to keep going. And it almost like you had this recipe of like, thank you. I'll see you in a month. I'll never give up. Even if, even if you know that they'll never carry your cigars, you still want to swing by, say hi, create a relationship because eventually you never know where that's going to lead. I mean, when, when you look the map, I mean, the cigar business, this is a really small business. In mm -hmm. general. I mean, compared with all the big business, big companies, right? Like it's impossible to be in every shop. That, no, that, that's and impossible. you, don't, you, you know probably don't I mean? want to be. And, and, and the other part is like, but you say like, it's, I am a really person to person. Like you say, probably you are a cigar owner or a shop owner. And if you are close where I am, I will stop by and say hi to you. Have a coffee, say hi to you, how's it going? And that's it. And you can tell me in my face, Lorenzo, I never will cover you cigars. It doesn't matter to me why I don't have to be mad at you, right? Yeah, right. So I wait. I stop by, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, that's... That probably is a lot that has to do with my personality. Are you an extrovert? Do you get recharged exactly. when you interact with other yeah. people? Yeah, you're an extrovert then. Yeah. Yeah, I get my energy from other people too. Yeah, like my exactly. wife, she'll say, you should go to this smoke shop on Friday. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, go ahead. And I get energy from that. Like, that's my favorite way to end, end the week is like, yeah, let me be around other people and conversing and talking and just interacting and saying hi and seeing how they're doing and having a great conversation. And the other part, it's like, that's quite funny. Like when I want to smoke really a cigar and pay attention to the cigar, it's by myself. I really enjoy sometimes smoking cigar by myself because you know, sometimes you're working, you're talking to people, you are not really paying attention to the cigar. Like when you are by yourself really smoking a cigar, you can really appreciate a lot more. Yeah, you said like when you're gonna smoke a cigar, you like to just sit down and smoke the cigar. Mm -hmm. Are you do? You're not doing anything else. You're not reading a book. You're not. You're just smoking the cigar, paying attention to the cigar, and probably that's the best time myself, like getting more the flavor because I'm so focused just on that, doing that. At the same time, it's great when I am out there with my friends, smoking, play domino. It's a great time too. Right, but you are not really paying attention to that. Right. Right, you have a moment. That's why when premium cigars came to the table, it's, it's a less tourism. We're laughing, we enjoy life, we're smoking premium. Right. It, it's a great time, it's a great moment. Yeah. So, so well said. Hard to be that. Very. Today, we were at lunch, remember, and I was talking to you and I was, this is paradise. Right? Uh-huh. We were out of my, nowhere you were like, this is the life. This is awesome. We were having a great Cuban lunch. The weather was beautiful and we were smoking there and I turned to you and was like, this is paradise right now, right? Yeah. That's what premium cigar does. Right? That that's right when something compared to cigarette, it's like, hell no. We are a completely different category. Right. Well said. Mm. Man, what a Great opportunity to learn how you got started, a little bit about you, 
and how you kind of overcome. I think what I'm taking away from this is like, you have to just keep going. Yeah, so you have think, to have yeah. that passion. It's really important. Yeah. Because if you don't have that, no matter how war, how hard you work or you do things, you don't have that inside of you. Right. Right, it's, it's important. All I can say is there's a story behind every single person, and this Thank has you. been an amazing story. So if you're interested in smoking HBC cigars, grab some. If you can't get your hands on HBC, you gotta contact your shop and, and make sure you try some, because they're just, they're phenomenal. This is a great experience. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. That's another episode of Box Press. And again, if you need Bovida, head over to bovidainc.com. Make sure you store those cigars with Bovida because they smoke great with them. And don't ever, ever let anyone tell you that a cigar is not for you. If you enjoy it, you smoke it. Thanks again. Cheers.